You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of this pod. I know we're a day late, but like I said, we are on that grind. And before we start the episode today, Darren, how excited were you? Who knew that Christmas was in August? Because it looked like the preseason rankings just went out not too long ago. I just received all of the results, and I'll explain why I haven't released it and what my plans are to do with it. But what was that experience like for you? I mean, I I think it was a little more difficult than it has been in past years. I think the bottom three were relatively easy to rank for me. Um, but, you know, aside from that, but like the top nine, you know, I think you can make a case for team nine to be in spot four or like spot five to be in spot eight. Like it was difficult. The, the middle teams there was really hard, I think. No, I completely agree. Sometimes after setting up or like finishing my rankings, I was like, oh, man, I have to shuffle some around because this doesn't really look right. But it's just because how many teams are viable? There are a lot of championship Mm -hmm. contenders, and we've seen it year and year again from all the years we've been playing fantasy. Once you make the playoffs, it doesn't really matter what your record is because it's any given Sunday at that point. Upsets do happen all the time because it's not a best of three or anything. It's just you have one shot and... Who knows? Maybe, Darren, I'll be going up against you. And that just happens to be the week that Tom Brady decides to throw five touchdowns uh, in a week. And um, I I already lost, essentially, at that point. So (laughs) it should be really, really exciting to see how that shakes up. And I do have everyone's submissions. And finally, of course, the good old Yowls were the ones that were waiting on. Surprise to absolutely nobody. But the reason why I'm holding on to the uh, results right now is because I'm currently waiting for the graphic designer to finish all of the logos, which is really exciting. Darren, have you, how have you liked the logos so far? I mean, I think they're all really good. Like I'm actually kind of surprised how good they've been. Whose has been your favorite so far? If you could remember off the top of your head, outside of your own, because Um, right now I I really like Jeff's a lot just because of uh, all the different layers of things that incorporated. I think it's just a really clean design. Yeah, I know. I know Jeff like loves his because it incorporates the um, The, Wichita uh, flag. flag, Yeah, I not gonna lie. I had no idea what that looked like. Oh, dude, no, no. um, I had no idea either until um, he showed me. And then that I think that's the only reason I thought it was so cool because of just how they incorporated into the design. If I did mm -hmm. not know, I would just be like, oh, cool. Kind of looks like uh, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. But because of that background, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of dope. I, I think like I really like yours because like it has like the classic Wawa colors. But I think my favorite is probably Greg's. Like I, I like the the Arnold silhouette with like the mountains and the trees. I, I, I like Greg's a lot. Nice, nice. I know you actually had high expectations. I know that was the one that you were most interested in because Austrian Oaks, you could go to so many different angles in this. So um, yeah. I'm really glad that they're all turning out pretty well. They're a little bit slower than I thought, but hey, I guess if we're going for the quality, I don't want to rush them either. All I know yeah. is I did give them a really hard deadline saying that our season starts in September and I want it before the season starts. And uh, I told them well before the season starts, but now it's looking like... uh. I'll just be happy if I just get it just a few days before. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why I haven't released it. That uh, Once we have it done, we will have a podcast episode that will release everything that we know, and I'll do it to you live where we start from 12 to 1 so I can get your reaction in uh, live time. I think that's going to be a ton of fun. And then I will finally submit our very first power rankings that I do every single week. And uh, Dare, for those of 
the people who just joined the league that aren't familiar with the power rankings, what is that like? Um, it's like the weekly weekly kind of update. Um, it's it's more um interesting than it sounds <laughs> because <laughs> it's almost like, like what you do. see in the NFL, right? Because every <laughs> week they release their power rankings. You see the arrows of how many spots a yeah. team went up or spot went down, and then there's usually a little bit of a description next to it to kind of recap a little bit of what happened that week. And usually, uh, as long as I'm not completely tired, I try to weave some comedy some puns into those descriptions but then you could definitely tell when there are times where i'm just half-assing it because i'm so short on time i'm just like darren won because blah 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 happened all right next person (laughs) yeah your your little write-ups are like the best part because you're like you know um like usually try to weave in all the storylines and stuff like that as best as i can yeah and like this knockdown beat up matchup between max and tommy like Jamar Chase had a 50-yard touchdown or whatever. It's like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I try to always add a little bit more immersion. I definitely put a lot of work into it, even though at the end of the day, it doesn't look like a lot of work, but when you have to come up with like a paragraph or two for 12 different teams, yeah. uh, it, it, it gets to be a little bit. But no, I, I absolutely love doing it, which is why I'm doing it. Uh, but that's also why I'm holding on to the rankings. Everyone has submitted, so I do know what the top 12 looks like. So I'm really excited to reveal it, but uh, I kind of have to sit on it. But to reward all of you guys for getting it back to us, we will reward you with a fun series of episodes. Darren, we have not done this before, but I know a lot of other podcasts I've been listening to are doing it. So let's make it a PDL version of it, right? We are going to talk about top 10 quarterbacks heading into 2022. So we are going to be discussing what our consensus top 10 is, but the way that it worked out is it's really hard to get a consensus between two people. Actually, a perfect example is who you have at number one, I have at number two, and who I have at number one, you have at number two. So our consensus would technically mean that they both tie for first. So what I did was I went over to Sleeper, and I also got their top 10 projected quarterbacks for the 2022 season, and they kind of serve as our tiebreaker. He is for technically sleeper is the third top 10 that I weighed into our uh, consensus. I added up our, all of our top tens. And then now I'm going to reveal it to you the way I want to do it. I guess we should do it in the format that we always have been doing it there. Or should we do it one to 10? Which way do you want to tackle it? 10 to one or one to 10? 10 to one, I guess makes more sense, right? Yeah. All right. So our consensus 10th quarterback heading into 2022. Darren, who is it? Um, Dak Prescott. Um, I was thinking about this after I made the rankings. I don't know if it would have impact, but I know I mean, um, I had Dak 10. I think if I was to do it again, I would have put Trey Lance there. Like I was a little timid about putting Trey Lance in my top 10, but I think I would put Trey Lance there. I just think he's even with just like the rushing points, he's going to be like Jalen this year was until he got hurt he was like top four wasn't he yeah uh spoiler alert at the end of this we're going to talk about people like who will be too much of coward not to put in our top 10 and who was in our consensus top 10 that we wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it uh trey lance i originally had at number eight and then I kept looking at it and I kept looking at it and I said, <laughs> no, let, I, I got to move this person here because this person will definitely do top 10 and uh, Dak will probably be safer. So I can move Dak up here. So Dak ended up being at your number 10. He was my number, I believe, eight, I believe. 
No, mm-hmm. sorry, number nine. He was my number nine. He was your number 10 for our consensus number 10. But I'm glad that you did bring up Trey Lance. We'll talk about him a little bit more at the very end, like I mentioned. But let's talk about Zach for a little bit. I had him at nine mostly because right now they need him. By they, I mean the Cowboys. Oh, the yeah. Cowboys desperately need Dak to be able to produce. And everyone always been talking about not how he performed last year, but the year before that, before he went down to injuries, because everyone talks about that historic pace he was on in that, what, four or five games he was able to play before he went down. But yeah. that's not fair because he would just not be able to sustain those type of numbers. But the reason why I'm a little bit higher on Dak than you, I believe, is probably because just the pure fact, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but the Cowboys honestly need him to perform. In the past, are able to rely on a great offensive line, which they still have a decent, good uh, offensive line, obviously. But it was the Zeke show. And I know Jerry Jones just came out and said, no, it's Zeke show again. We got to get him the ball, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what it is. This team can only go as far as that great defense plus Dak can take them. And him and CD has got to have a magical season. And I really believe that Dak being a little bit more removed from the injury. I've been seeing more and more news of him being more confident in his legs if he's able to finally unlock a little bit more of that mobility, I'm not saying Lamar slash Jalen Hurt-esque, but I'm talking maybe a little bit of that sneaky, be able to get those yards like Russell Wilson kind of does. If he is able to bring that dynamic along with having that prolific arm that he has had before, I think uh, top 10 should absolutely be in the cards. And um, I uh, I don't think it's a surprise that he does come in at number 10, right? Um, No, I, I mean, last year, I think he was in the same kind of range. Um. They lost Amari Cooper. They didn't really do much to replace him. So his weapons got a little bit worse. Um, their offensive line also got a little bit worse. So I, I guess think... that's kind of how it could fall apart. That's why he's at 10 and not closer yeah. to number one, because there are a lot of those little red flags. And he did have a special connection with Amari Cooper for a little bit. He was that go-to guy, and obviously he is not there any longer. And I just keep hearing how pretty much everyone outside of C.D. Lamb continues to either get hurt or struggling through camp. So I'm interested to see how that goes because Dak can't be a top 10 quarterback if he literally only has C.D. Lamb, unless C.D. Lamb literally has a historic season, which I'm sure you would definitely want to sign up for. Yeah, you know, this year's Cooper Cup. Exactly. That, that, that's how it will look <laughs> right. But let's continue on. The number nine consensus quarterback for our podcast is the Wichita Whirlwinds, Russell Wilson number nine Darren you are spot on so far because you had Russell Wilson number nine and Dak Prescott number 10 which is what a consensus reflects but I had Russell Wilson all the way up at number seven but I would love to hear your breakdown on him um the only thing that would give me reservation about putting Russell Wilson any higher than this above the guys that are above him um is that he's on just like a, a new team new offense um there might be like some growing pains here and there. Um, but I mean, if everything goes amazingly and he's back to his old self, which also was kind of an issue last year, like he wasn't really playing great. I know that like the, the finger injury, like all that stuff, but like uh, even aside from that, like once he was, you know, quote unquote healthy, he still wasn't playing like he used to be. Um, so like if all that stuff's gone, he could easily be top five. But I think for, all that being said, I think I was a little conservative with his ranking. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a little bit more bullish, but not that much more bullish. It's not like I have him in my top five, even though I feel like he should be. He, My argument for big old Russ is essentially the fact that he was a con- 
he was always a top 10 quarterback in Seattle and he was surrounded in an offense that just did not want him to throw that much. They just wanted to run the ball. Pete Carroll just kept being like, you know what, Russ, I love your moon balls, but you know what's better running directly up the middle with Chris Carson or Penny. That's what I want. But now he's essentially in Denver with the best pass catching kind of, I know these aren't like DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett, but you have the Cortland Sun. Unfortunately, some of the depth that made Denver really great has begun to fall off. But still with Jared Judy, Cortland Sutton, that's a dangerous combo with Hamler being able to come back. Unfortunately, Tim Patrick did get hurt. I feel like being able to tie that out with Javante Williams and Melvin Gore, who are both also not just great runners, but great pass catchers. He's surrounded by the best passing offense he ever has. And Nathaniel Hackett has already said, hey, it's a Russell Wilson's show. Like, I'm not going to neuter him the way that Pete Carroll has tried. So I definitely agree there might be some growing pains maybe the first couple of weeks, but I really feel like Russ is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I feel like uh, he should be able to bounce, especially if the offense is trying to work for him. So I, oh, man, maybe I'm talking myself. Maybe seven still isn't high enough for me. Maybe he should be in the top five. But yeah, that's why I have him at seven. You have him at nine and consensus at number nine. And so I guess the best segue for this is to explain, Darren, the number eight quarterback that we have from the Delco Dreamers, my team, Joe Burrow. Who do you think? is going to have the better season. Because according to our consensus, it's definitely Joe. And it looks like for your rankings, you also believe that because you have Joe Burrow at number seven and I have him at number... Wait, oh, I have him at number 10. So I am much lower than uh, you are, similar to uh, how we were with Russell Wilson's. But uh, yeah, are you taking Joe Burrow to have a better season overall for sure? This upcoming season over Russ? Yeah, 100%. Um, their weapons are similar. Um, you'd probably argue that the Bengals' weapons are better um, with Jamar Chase, just or not just Jefferson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Um, their offensive line is also improved as Way opposed better. to last year. Um, so their weapons are very good. Joe Burrow is another year removed for, from his ACL. Not that it really affects him that much because he doesn't run all the time. Um, but you know, if you can throw it five yards and have Jamar Chase take it 50 yards to the house, then that's going to make it pretty easy for you to get fantasy points. <laughs> um, I think that just like, I think next year, maybe I would, I would flip these two and put Russell ahead of Joe Burrow, but like, you know, the continuity and everything, the only thing that like su sucks about Joe Burrow is Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is a shitty head coach and he's not going <laughs> to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> But like other than that, like savage Darren's there's back. no negatives. There's no negatives, right? Like, and J Zach Taylor really isn't going to go anywhere because he literally brought the Bengals to Super. So you're saying like, Joe Burrow is doing well despite Zach Taylor. Like, if yeah. he actually had a good offensive coach, then you'd be like, oh, then we wouldn't be talking about Joe Burrow being the eighth consensus. We'd be talking yeah. about him maybe the fourth consensus or something like that. Yes, if Joe Burrow had Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or something. It's as his head coach instead of Zach Taylor, um, he would be top five easily. Yeah, it's definitely uh, understandable to see uh, that for sure. The reason why I'm a little bit lower on Joe Burrow is because, of course, there's some pessimism because he's on my team. I want to be a stand because, you know, I've been a Joe Bur like I've had a crush on Joe Burrow since he was at LSU. Like I've I've yeah. loved him. I traded up for the first overall pick when I didn't have it just so I can draft him. I traded him and then draft or sorry. And then I traded back for him because I needed to have him. 
but I'm just a little bit lower because I do understand how crazy efficient he was. But the argument for that is when he was at LSU and had the best college football quarterback season ever, it was it was through like unsustainable numbers of efficiency. And he did it again this past year where his efficiency numbers are off the charts. So it's, I don't want to say, Oh, well, this is just Joe Burrow. He, this is what he does. I'm trying to go with history and say, he's got to come down to earth just a little bit. And it's not me saying I have Joe Burrow ranked 10th just because he's on my team. and trying to save face. It's honestly all the other quarterbacks uh, that I have ahead of them have such a higher ceiling in my opinion, because of the other things that they are able to bring to the table. Um, Joe Burrow just has a really steep hill to climb. If he wants to repeat, just he has to replicate the efficiency and just do it better. And I just don't know if he can, even in a six point touchdown league, which is why I'm a little bit lower, but Hey, that's why he still comes out as the number eight, overall can score that's still a really good position to stay in so since we just talked about my quarterback let's talk about your quarterback there the number seven consensus quarterback the carolina thunders own mr tom brady you had him ranked number eight i had him also ranked number eight but he came out as our consensus number seven how do you feel about him entering the season after oh man dude every time i look at the news it's someone in the buccaneers camp getting a hurt that's a pass catcher it doesn't make sense I know, like today was Russell Gage, I think. Like it's just um Chris Godwin should be back, it looks like, because he's practicing and everything. So like he should be That's back crazy. rather than later. Um so we'll have Mike Evans, we'll have Chris Godwin, we'll have Russell Gage, we'll have Julio Jones. Um Cameron Brait, because I because uh, the Delco Dreamers have Cameron Brait. So uh, I'm so Cameron sorry, guys. Brait, yeah. I'm so sorry. He doesn't deserve any <laughs> Time. So uh that was just pure me saying that. But no, you're right. He it's, still has some really top tier guys. Don't, don't, doesn't he also have um whatever happened to Scotty Miller? Is he still Tampa? Yeah, they have Scotty Miller, they have Jalen Darwin. They never talk they about that guy. I feel like Scotty Miller and Brady threw some bombs here and there for a couple of games, and then like probably, you just never hear about him. I mean, probably because he's behind Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least now he's finally like, oh, my God, yes, this is going to work. I could finally see the field. <laughs> I think, like, if, you know, it, it's you just can't put Tom Brady any higher than this. I know Sleeper has him all the way up at number four, which I think is crazy. But yeah. like, you can't put him any higher than the guys that are ahead of him because, like, they all run and he doesn't, so. Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, Tom Brady, he's eventually going to have to face father time, right? He just keeps throwing for absurd numbers. But Bruce Arian's system had him throw for like, what, like a billion times? Like, I don't under, like it was one of the most he's ever thrown in a season. He did at like 44 years old. So I don't really know how he, his arm really didn't fall off. But I really, really doubt that this, I'm not saying new offense, because I'm sure it's still going to be influenced a little bit about Bruce Arian because he was just there and now Todd Bowles has taken over and he's more defensively minded. But I just don't think that they're going to throw as much as they have in the past. It just doesn't really make sense to me. So that's why I believe we both have him at eight, our number seven consensus. Now let's jump over to number six, the Hollywood hustles, Jalen Hurts. This is someone that I was a little coward on. I had him a little bit higher, but then I looked at who I had him in front of, and I thought I was going to get a lot of shit, so I had to bring him back down, but I have him at number five. You have him at number six, so we are actually really close. I was surprised you had Jalen Hurts as close as I did, um, but let's talk about Jalen Hurts for a little bit. I know Hollywood is getting really excited to hear about uh, our pros- 
or like our perspective of it because we are Philadelphia fans there. And so we are going to be a little bit more critical. So that's why it makes me a little bit happier to see him high. But a little bit of it just also tells me you're just looking at this purely from a fantasy football perspective. Is that true? Um, yeah, I don't think he's the sixth best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't even think he's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. But um, as far as fantasy goes, he's going to be top 10, like no doubt about it. Um, I mean, almost top five for us. Yeah, barring injury, like he's pretty easily going to be like in this range, I think. Um, he was already good last year. He got A.J. Brown added to the mix. Um, I mean, their offensive line is still good. So I don't know how much more else there. He has no competition. Like literally his backup is Gardner Minshew, who they I think I saw yesterday he was throwing with like the third team. So the Eagles hate Gardner Minshew. He's not going to play any threat to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has the job for this year. He might not have it after this year, but he has it this year. So Jalen Hurts was the epitome of you can play pretty poor real-life quarterback in like the NFL, but be like a good quarterback in fantasy <laughs> football. There are a mm-hmm. lot of games where I would well, – we watch every single Eagles game, and there'll be a game where we would lose, and I'm like, oh, God, Jalen Hurts literally must have only thrown for like 100 or like 215 yards passing. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way he could have done more than that. He had so many incompletions. He was running for his life. And then look at the stat sheet, and he had 23 points. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did he do that? And mm-hmm. he did this every single week. And then towards the end of the season, he started slowly putting it together. And by putting it together is what I mean wasn't, oh, he started to do better in fantasy because you can maybe make the argument that he slowed down. But on the field, he started to make the switch where he slowly started to figure it out. And so I'm not here saying that he's going to throw for 4,000 yards and rush for 1,200. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is I have always been a stand of Jalen Hurts before he was an Eagle, which is why I am so... Uh, excited for him if he wasn't uh, a part of Brian's team I feel like I would have made a really really aggressive push to try to get him onto my team but just because of what my quarterback room looks like I didn't have a need but I'm very very bullish on Jalen Hurts this year because like you mentioned no absolutely no competition great pass catchers all over the place and the way that our pass catchers are especially AJ Brown similar to I'm not saying he's Jamar Chase-esque in ability but his yak ability is as good as it gets so if Jalen Hurts just throws a little, you know, seven-yard slant and A.J. Brown breaks it off for 35 yards, that's great because that's just more points for Jalen Hurts that he doesn't act that put a lot of effort into. Then you have someone like Devonta Smith who gets crazy amount of separation that he could just lob anywhere in the general vicinity, and everyone knows that Smitty is just going to be wide open. And so I think he's just surrounded with so much talent. It's going to be run-focused again, but kind of like we said, if you have that rushing baseline – it's kind of cheating. So he almost makes it to our top five. And now to our top five is another very mobile quarterback, another Delco dreamer, Lamar Jackson, Darren, what separates Lamar to Jalen? Um, you know, it's kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it because like Lamar's weapons are definitely worse. Um, he does not have a wide receiver too. Um, the offensive line is definitely worse. The line is definitely worse, but you know, Lamar's just a better player. <laughs> so I think, that's <laughs> I think that's why I had him higher. He's just better. Um, like, I, I mean, he is the dude, imagine best Lamar on the Eagles, dude. I know. Like, if you put Lamar on the Eagles, they're probably Super Bowl contenders. And it's not like it's not like Lamar's like a world beater by any means as like a passer of the football. Um, but it's like his win loss record since he's entered the league is like tops. 
Yeah. Like, no one but, wins as much as this guy. And it's his his legs that really like, you know, put him over the top. Um, he is the best. I, I would still take Michael Vick over him because it like the game's different than it was twenty years ago. Um, but like you could definitely make an argument that Lamar is better rusher than Michael Vick. Um, it's just like you can't he's like pretty much a lock for like a thousand rushing yards. Like it's insane, but you know, he's a quarterback, but he runs for a thousand yards every year. Yeah, I think barring injury, uh, I just don't really see how he can fall out of the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm really, really excited for Lamar Jackson this year. He is on his contract year. Everyone kept saying like he doesn't have an agent, so he's kind of been doing it all by himself. And or maybe his mom has. I don't know. It's it's, it's one of those kind of deals. And I know they still don't have a deal done. And so that's to me is seeing like. Lamar is taking a chance on himself. I know they said he came back and added like 15 pounds of muscle because he's been a toy. He usually plays sub 210 and now he's sitting at like 220, 225 or something like that. And from everything that I've seen so far, once again, it's training camp, so I probably shouldn't drink the Kool-Aid, but this isn't like watching someone run fast. This is literally their physique. If someone literally comes back with a different weight. That is something that you are forced to see. And so maybe that's Lamar really trying to add a little bit more durability, him taking the chance on himself and the fact that he is on his contract. I feel it's just a perfect storm. I'm not saying he's going to have another MVP season. That would be impossible. He was, he threw for like 30, 40 touchdowns along with this historic, like rushing as a quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but for fantasy purposes, I mean, really, outside of him getting hurt, I think he's the easiest lock and loaded top five that I could place on here. And so I feel like I'm feeling good. But once again, um, I feel like he might have left a little sour taste in my mouth last year where, yes, he did get hurt. But even in the games he wasn't hurt, he still struggled. But I think, Darren, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you see that one stat that said the Baltimore Ravens were like historically the most injured team last year in like the past like 40 years or something crazy like that? Wait, what? Say that again? The Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens last year, I think based on their injury reports or like the amount of players that they had to report on their uh, injury list was historically the most that they ever had reported ever in like the past 40, 50 years. So that's, I'm not saying I'm making an excuse, but I feel like a lot of the ugly games that Lamar had to play, I mean, look who he was playing with. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, um, yes, it didn't improve by tenfold this upcoming year either, but I feel like Lamar has to know he has to carry this team. So that's enough about sure. Lamar, and then we can continue. The number four team, or number four uh, consensus quarterback, Darren, who is it? Um, Kyler. Good you old Kyler Murray. Yeah, it is Kyler Murray from the Murphy Street Empire. I had him at number three. You had him at number five. I am, dude, I feel like uh, you might be able to help out and speak to a little bit more clarity because when I see Kyler Murray, I just keep getting infatuated by the fact that he's almost always the quarterback one, like the first half of the season. And I always keep thinking, well, this isn't going to be the year where he falls off. He's just going to be able to sustain it. He is just that good. But maybe whether maybe he'll just continue to break down. I don't know. I don't know how to predict that. But uh, why are you a little bit lower on Kyle than I am? Because I think I'm the reason why he ranks so high. I was so bullish on him. Uh, I mean, it's basically what you just said. Like, he is great in the beginning, and then he always seems to not be great at the end of the year. Like, he is 
awesome. And like, I know like the joke now is like, you gotta actually, I was going to ask that. Do you, how much stock do you put in the fact that maybe he doesn't watch? Um, yeah, he doesn't watch film and the (laughs) defenses watch film. So further in the season, they're like, Oh, okay. In 2022, this is how Kyle likes to do it. And the defensive coordinators adapt. And he did like, how much, how much stock do you put in that? Honestly, I think it's just a coincidence of timing because the last two years he's been hurt at the, like the midway point. And I think like, because he's so little, the injuries actually affect his game and he just isn't as good as he is when he's like fresh and healthy in the beginning of the year. I think it's just, it's just a coincidence. that. Also speaking of coincidence, how funny was it? As soon as they lifted that homework clause, he got COVID and had to stay home from training camp. I mean, come on, you can't make that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like literally it was, yeah. The same day that, they were embarrassed and revoked that homework clause, or I know that's what they're calling it. Um, yeah. He unfortunately uh, tested positive for COVID. So obviously he had uh. to stay home from camp. So people were joking, <laughs> being like, oh, wow, of course, he's faking COVID to play Day Call one. of Duty again. Like, obviously that didn't happen, but I know you were joking on the convenience of how people are joking that the lack of film study could be yeah, this and, and that. Like, you got to trade them away in your redraft leagues before the new Call of Duty drops in November. And it's like, it's like, you know, if his game really drops that much, November, whatever it is, when the, the new Call of Duty drops, like if the week after that, he's like bad, like, you know, maybe it is a problem. But, you know, I would only <laughs> believe that if he's actually like fully healthy and then like Call of Duty comes out and then the week after he sucks, like that would be be, be like a little suspicious. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Arizona this upcoming year anyway? Uh, because uh, you have to think we were talking about the weapons on everyone's team. So we kind of have to talk about Kyler just further than just the fact that he's a dynamic player. He obviously doesn't have nuke for half the year. They don't have Christian Kirk anymore. And they so they did. They have Rondell. They just got Hollywood as well. So they have a lot of speed on this team. So do you think they're going to be able to put something special together or what are your expectations with what Kyler can do with that offense? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be good as long as Hollywood Brown can stay healthy because he has a history of getting hurt and missing games. And, um, you know, I think as long as he's on the field and they have Hollywood, Zach Ertz, and Rondell Moore, like, I think they'll be fine until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Um, I think Rondell Moore is a better player. Like, he's obviously a midget and he's, like, not a big guy. But, you know, he is – he's not even really, like, that small by real-life terms. He's, like, 5'7", which is the average height for a U.S. male. Um, so he's like not he's not that small, but he is small in NFL terms. Um, but I think he's a better player than Christian Kirk. So like as long as um, I think he's used more creatively than he was last year as basically a, a running back, um, I think like he can fill the shoes of Christian Kirk pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. I don't understand why Cliff doesn't just let Rondale have that like role to begin with i don't want him yeah. to just go down as a gadget player because he's so much better than that but cliff for whatever reason is like oh rondale oh because he's so short we can only give him end arounds and i'm like no like he can he can win down the field get that separate like what's the point of it doing that literally here? like the best wide receiver in college football at five foot six when he was 18 years old he exactly <laughs> beat ohio state by himself he played <laughs> For fucking Purdue, and he beat Ohio State, one of the four best programs in all of college football, by himself. Like he's amazing. But Cliff Kingsbury's like, but can he run faster than the other team on end of rounds? That's all I see. Can he ride every roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm just I'm gonna have to limit the playbook for him. He he just can't handle it. 
But no, I, I absolutely agree. I know you love Rondale more, and he's one of the players where I'm just like, well, yep, he's on Darren's team, so that means I could never have him. So that kind of sucks because I would love I, to have someone like him on my team. I wasn't even in a dynasty league at the point when he was at Purdue and beat Ohio State. But like since that point, I was like, I love Rondo more, and I'm going to try and draft him every single time I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he saw this little midget destroy Ohio State, Darren was like, holy shit. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he never like, forgot this, that name. This literally should not be happening right now. Like this kid looks like a middle schooler even against like college players. He's just so small. But he was just so much faster and just so much better than everyone else on the field. You're just like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Like why is he at Purdue?" Yeah, I don't I don't I still like don't even understand why he went to Purdue. He must be from like Indiana or something like that because like he literally probably could have went any school he wanted to. Like it just doesn't make any sense. But it could have been like the same kind of shit like how Gronk could have went anywhere and he went to Arizona for the pool parties. It could have been <laughs> some weird thing like that. Like <laughs> Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. But here, let's continue. I know we're running short on time because of these Zoom limits. Let's talk about the top three now. It, number three comes in Denver Brews. Patrick Mahomes. You had him at number three. I had him at number four. Uh, is it disrespectful to have him at um, three, even though he's viewed as most likely the best real life quarterback in the NFL? Um, I, I don't think so, just because like he's had a lot of turnover at the receiver position this year. Um, I think like, you know, same kind of thing as Russell. Like there could be a little bit of growing pains in the beginning. Like I think we'll be he'll be fine. Don't get me wrong. And he could easily surpass the number three ranking. But um, I think the the guys above them, they're just a little more continuity with their weapons. So, yeah, this is going to be the one where I'm going to be eating my words because I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is going to do much better than the four I had him, which is why I'm glad that you ranked him higher to make him our consensus number three. Um, mm-hmm. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Patrick Mahomes. In games where Patrick Mahomes did not have Tyreek Hill, he was still explosively amazing, in, at least for fantasy football and on the field. And the fact that he still has his go-to receiver and Travis Kelsey kind of making everything a little bit easier, I'm sure that he's going to be able to hopefully be able to facilitate the ball enough to still be able to be relevant. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that now the Chiefs offense becomes a little bit more dynamic and not so reliant on one guy so maybe they'll be harder to prep for which just opens it up so that's the path that i see but i definitely understand the concerns because there are a lot of turnovers so now i guess the big controversial part you had a different number one i had a different number one so this is why pdl had to come in or not the pdl sorry why sleeper had to come in to break our tie the number two consensus quarterback and i feel terrible for saying this and i already know mike is pissed southern oregon smokes Josh Allen, or should I say the back-to-back quarterback one the past two years at number mm-hmm. two and not number one. So I'm the one that's most likely going to look like a fool. So, Darren, well, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I mean, you might be right, because when I was thinking about it, like he was back-to-back quarterback one, like you just said. Um, the last time that anyone did that was Brett Favre in the early 90s, <laughs> like QB one three times in a row. Um, so, like historically speaking, he's probably not going to be quarterback one again. Um, and, you know, like a lot of these guys like um, Mahomes, Herbert, like Lamar, they scored like 90% or so of the points that um, they had. Yeah. Right, that Josh Allen had last year. So, you know, they, they could easily surpass him. And I think like, you know, 
it, it probably happens. Like he's probably still like top three easily, but you know, yeah, the chances jo- of going number one three years in a row are probably not very high. Yeah, me not having Josh Allen number one feels disrespectful, even though, like, at worst, Josh Allen will still be, like, a top three quarterback. So, I mean, yes, maybe he won't be the one, but he's still going to be able to give you a whole ton of points, especially with the dynamic of his legs that he brings in. And I know every single year they always say how they want to be less dependent on Josh Allen to run the ball. But, I mean, when it comes to crunch time and when it matters, I mean, look at the playoff games where Josh Allen was, I mean, no, the whole Buffalo Bills were literally unstoppable. The only reason the Bills lost to the Chiefs is because they just didn't have another opportunity to score. And yeah. so I feel, and that was also the perfect game that they played against the Patriots in the playoffs, where the Patriots, like, the, the Bills scored every point that they possibly could have scored that game, which is unbelievable. And so Josh Allen, when it really comes to crunch time, does use his legs. It's not like they're saying, oh, we shouldn't. So I feel like because that dynamic is really good. But the reason he's number two and not number one, the number one consensus quarterback is the Philadelphia Yellowhawks, Justin Herbert. And the main reason for this isn't because he's a new sexy Lamborghini everyone likes to talk about. But look at the division he's in now, Darren. He's forced to keep up, right? I feel like what? When you get to play... Uh, in the division with the Bills. I mean, yeah, of course, the Dolphins are going to look a lot better along with the Patriots are always stingy. So that might be a little bit of a tough game too. But I mean, you're not having to play against, you know, teams like the Chiefs or a lot of people say could probably win the Super Bowl. Or let's even talk about Denver, who just got Russell Wilson. Or how about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, who are now best friends in Oakland or sorry, Las Vegas. I feel like they're going to be forced to keep up and Herbert has done it over and over again uh, since a rookie and put up crazy amount of volume. And he's now with a head coach that loves to go for it every freaking fourth down, which is awesome for fantasy football. So I feel like because of that, I'm expecting Mike Williams to take another step up. Keenan Allen is already one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. That offense is the same offense continuity. You like that. And now with a, head coach that is really aggressive believes in the quarterback i just i feel like this is the year especially in six point touchdown in uh the pdl moving forward this is the year that justin herbert is not going to go nuclear but he's really forced to keep up with everyone all right so what are your thoughts on this guy dare i know you love justin herbert i know you had him at number two and not number one and i understand because it's kind of hard to put job or not I was going to call him Jacob, but Josh Allen at number two, especially when he came back to number one back-to-back years. But um, I know you're not surprised or upset that Herbert is also at number one. Um, no, I, I mean, I I think Justin Herbert's amazing. Like, I forget what the stat is now, but like he's, the, I think it's like 5,000 yards or something. He's the first quarterback to throw for 5,000 yards in both of their first two seasons since Dan Marino. And um, I think Dan Marino just like, talent wise is the best quarterback ever Best quarterback that's ever played like he did Pat Mahomes shit fucking 40 years ago so like nobody else was doing that back then if you put Dan Marino in today's NFL he would probably break every single record there whatever as is like anything like you know um so I I think like if Justin Herbert is even like 90% of Dan Marino he's he's good as shit like so I mean I don't think that there's any reason for being mad about Justin Herbert taking the crown from Josh Allen because um, I think he can definitely do it. 
yeah, there's just so much excitement surrounding that team. I think that division is just going to be an absolute bloodbath. I honestly feel like if you just took the worst team in that division, put them in the NFC East, there's a good chance that they might just win the NFC East. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath. They're going to be forced to throw it. And it's actually no surprise that almost every single quarterback in that division was in our top 10, except for, unfortunately, your favorite quarterback, Derek Carr, Darren. I'm so sorry that he didn't make it into our top 10. <laughs> but if he did, that would be great. But just to recap real quick, Darren. It's, it's hard still- to even get him into the top 12, to be honest. Hey, hey don't you dare. Uh, yeah, you might be right. But that's a great transition. Our top 10 consensus is number 10, Murphy Street Empire's Dak Prescott. Number nine, Wichita Whirlwinds, Russell Wilson. Number eight, Delco Dreamers, Joe Burrow. Number seven, year old Carolina Thunders, Tom Brady. Number six, Hollywood Hustles, Jalen Hurts. Number five, Delco Dreamers, Lamar Jackson. Number four, Murphy Street Empires, Kyler Murray. Number three, the Denver Brews, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Southern Oregon Smoke, Josh Allen. And then the number one quarterback right now heading into 22, according to our consensus, the Philadelphia Yellowhawks, Justin Herbert. Man, Kev is going to be so pumped to hear. No, I was going to make a joke in about like a week, but he never hears this. So who will never know? So that kind of sucks. Maybe someone nice enough like Welch will relay. Be like, hey, congratulations, Kev, for having the best quarterback. And then Kev will know in about like three more weeks after Welch tags him that uh, he won that crown. But after the top 10, Darren, we kind of um hinted at it, but who were you too much of a coward not to put into the top 10 because you'd be afraid that you would be judged? Uh, it was Trey Lance. Um, the only reason why I didn't really put him in there is because he's a rookie. Um, you know, I said this before about Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes, like the growing pains. Um, I think like the growing pains in the college and hand offense, maybe he like, you know, got it out of his system because he didn't play it all last year. Um, but like everyone, like their first year, like Matt Ryan was way better his his second year in the Shanahan offense than he was in the first year. Jimmy Garoppolo, same kind of thing. Um, but I, I think like next year, Trey Lance is like easily going to be top five, I think, as long as he doesn't like completely suck this year. Um, if he completely sucks, he might not be a starter anymore. Um, but, you know, I think next year, like this year, he'll be top 12. Next year, he'll be top five. Um I'm just a little little nervous about putting him ahead of like Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, like those guys at the end. It was just a little too a little too aggressive, I think, because like I know that those guys are gonna be good. Yeah, I had Trey Lance as my number eight quarterback and then I buried or buried him because I was like, Yeah, no, I can't I can't do this right now because I'm gonna look like an idiot. So yeah. I was way too much of a coward. I, I wish I had another quarterback to put in here just so we could have a little bit more content to talk about, but I don't want to lie. It was Trey Lance. I feel like he's gonna be good, especially because the argument I always come back to, and it's a terrible argument, Darren, is Kyle Shanahan has made Nick Mullins look good. Did you hear that one crazy statistic with Nick Mullins? I think the statistic is somewhere along the lines of within a quarterback's first 16 starts, these are the quarterbacks that have the most yards. I think number one is like Patrick Mahomes and number two is like Nick Mullins. And number three is like Justin Herbert. It's like so random. It's like all these really great quarterbacks and then Nick Mullins is in there. And I'm just like, what? And I'm just like, oh, well, it's because of Kyle Shanahan. So because of that, I'm like, well, Nick Mullins is trash, and so Trey Lance has to be somewhat better than Nick Mullins. So if he could at least be somewhat efficient, because that's what the name of the game is in Shanahan's offense, and now you bring the dynamic legs into the equation, I mean, that's a lock 
in the top 10, right? Like you don't even have to be good. And that's a lock. Yeah, I, I agree. Like he's going to be good. Um, but like, you know, if the way the Shanahan is, you know, if you're in his doghouse, he does not give a fuck. Yeah. It worries me that if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, like if it starts out bad, like Shanahan might be like, you know, we've won in the past with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, we should probably just put Jimmy Garoppolo back in there. And that would be bad. Really bad. for Or, for or like, imagine like what you're saying, you guys are or like, let's say they're playing the Rams in a close game. They're doing really well. And then Lance just throws a really boneheaded interception to end it. Or they're winning against an inferior team. And he just has a bunch of turnovers or misses a bunch of passes and things like that and gets rattled. And it's just, I think that's how the script could go against him. But I just feel like, Shanahan's offense is just so simple to execute and it's going to be able to just honestly leak into efficiency by simple to execute. I don't mean the schemes are, but once you get antiquated into the system, the way that all the players talk about running that system is like, Oh, it's just X's and O's. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. So there are no confusions. So I feel like as long as Trey Lance is like, he doesn't really have to make reads because Shanahan's offense makes the read for him. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I feel like Lance, unless like you said, there, of course, there's a reality where he does just completely suck and gets in the doghouse. But I feel like that is such a minimal chance that once again, and I do apologize for sounding like a broken record. There are certain people's teams that I just call Fort Knox because I know I can't get them once they enter that team. That's Mike's team, your team, and most likely, I don't think I've ever made a trade with Max either. You guys are the only three teams, I believe, so far that I've never really made a trade with. Um. And so, yeah, it sucks because I really want to gun for Trey Lance right now, but uh, I, I can't because it has uh, like Mike's there. And I'm sure you would love to have Lance, too, but I'm sure you peaked and you're like, oh, well, yeah, Mike has him. So I don't feel like paying eight first round picks for him. Yeah, it's um, I, I know that like the price that Mike paid for Mac Jones was two first round picks. So the price for Trey Lance is probably four. And, you know, that's a little, a little ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so one more thing I want to add in before I ask what quarterback in our top 10 could fall out of it is that trade with Trey Lance was kind of uh, a centerpiece in PDL lore because that's when Max and Mike Mm -hmm. kind of redid their mistake where they traded Kyle Pitts for Trey Lance straight up before Mm -hmm. even seeing what the 2022 season looks like right now as of today where do you stand on that trade I would rather have Kyle Pitts um it's to be seen still if Trey Lance is going to be good. It doesn't make me feel good. Like, I really like Trey Lance, um, but it doesn't make me feel great about Trey Lance that he couldn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo at all last year. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not very good. Um, I Excuse think- me. He's so good <laughs> to the point where no one has wanted to trade for him. So watch your mouth. <laughs> Kyle Fitz um did something as a 21 year old rookie that only a handful of tight ends did i can't remember the exact thing it was like a thousand yards and like whatever something like that mm-hmm. um like gronk and like travis kelsey george kittle like they're like the only tight ends that ever did the thing that kyle pitts did as a 21 year old rookie um kyle pitts is definitely 100 percent going to be good for 10 years trey lance might not be so i would take kyle pitts yeah no that's fair even if Trey Lance is as advertised, and that well, means you're, I mean, uh, you're in, you're out. Time, He's 21. Like, this or time like next 22. year, 
this time next year, I might change my opinion. But as, as of, of today, right now, okay, yeah, that's fair. Like, that's if fair. Trey Lance is a top ten quarterback this season, I would rather have Trey Lance. But even like um, right now, though, in a dynasty pro, like right now in the PDL, which one would you want moving forward? Because you have to kind of wane a little bit of the fact that Trey Lance is a quarterback. It's a super flex league, and he's incredibly young, tied to Shanahan, or the proven young guy in Kyle Pitts. And yes, it is a tight end premium, but this is I would quarterbacks world. I would just think the same thing that I'm thinking. I would just assume that everyone kind of thinks the same way I am. And mm-hmm. obviously, like in the PDL, he carries a high price because he's a quarterback. But everyone is probably thinking, you know, he didn't do anything yet. So is he worth that? I don't know. But like Kyle Pitts, everyone knows he's good. So I think I would take Kyle Pitts still. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. It's just a fun thing to look back at because it's really interesting because you, you, I love when it's literally almost essentially just a player for player swap because that's people taking their shots. And it's just really interesting to kind of monitor their careers because at that point you really see who the winner or loser is in a trade because all too often there's so many other variables attached to it. So it's really Mm -hmm. hard to really wait. Oh, did they actually win? Well, let's see what they do with that 2024 third round pick that they also got. Whereas typically for just player player, it's really easy to monitor. So I know at least for me, anytime I see Kyle Pitts, I'm always going to be thinking of Trey Lance as well. Whenever I watch them play. Yeah. Yeah. They do kind of get tied hand in hand now because of that trade. Cause it was just like a one for one swap. Yeah. It should be really interesting to see how it plays out, but to kind of, Put everything to an end, Darren. What quarterback in our top 10 would you not be surprised if they just kind of fell off? I'm assuming it has to be one of our lower ranked quarterbacks like a Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Burrow, right? Um, Yeah, probably Dak. Dak would be the least surprised if he wasn't a top 10 quarterback. Um, I think he's going to be good for sure, but I just, it's not, it's not any fault of his own. Like he could still be really good and just like Trey Lance is a little bit better. Um, I don't think he's going to be bad. I just don't think I would be like shocked if he was like 11 or 12 instead of 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, At first, my gut said, don't be surprised if Tom Brady finally falls off, but I'm not going to say that because I don't think that's going to happen. He's just too goddamn competitive to let that happen, I feel like. Like, even if he's slumping, he's going to find a way to still somehow be really efficient because his brain just works much faster than everyone else. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to say Dak as well because he does have an immense amount of pressure on him. And I feel like the way that defensive coordinators are going to be playing against Dallas is going to be a little bit different now. Not saying that Zeke isn't going to be a threat because he's definitely still going to get his and you have to pay attention to that run game. But I mean, if you were to go up against Dallas, you know that you just have to kind of stop Dak. Like, let Zeke beat you at 27, 28 years old. Do not let Dak Prescott, though, beat you. Just let Zeke do it. And so I feel like with that in mind, I wouldn't be surprised if Dak falls off and then maybe someone like a Trey Lance or maybe even a crazy Derek Carr season because he does have to play catch up in that division somehow sneaks into the top 10. It would not be that much of a surprise. But right now, it looks like... um, you think this is going to have any indications what the top teams in the PDR are going to look like because it is such a quarterback heavy team. I know we're only one episode in and we only talked about quarterbacks, but we do have uh, two teams right now that have been represented twice with two quarterbacks being the Murphy street empire and the Delco dreamers. So do you think that have any indications of some of the higher placed teams? 
Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, the but then you also the, see like the Philadelphia Yellowhawks is number one. So do you think that could also weigh them in a positive way along with Southern Oregon smoke with Josh Allen being number two? Like that has to have a huge, huge impact to these teams. Yeah, I, I do. I think that like the teams that have quarterbacks in this, um, at least one are going to be the better teams in the league. Um, the teams that do not have at least one in the rankings, um, they, you know, might not be as good as the teams that are mentioned in theirs. And the teams that have two, like you and Max, are probably going to be very good. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's almost the way I like to think about it is if I were to take over an orphan team in the same rules format that the PDL has, the first thing I would look at is a quarterback. And if I saw that I had a uh, a Kyler Murray or I saw a Jalen Hurts, I'll be like, all right, okay, yeah. I could work with this. Like, this looks pretty good. Whereas if I had, um, I don't, oh man, I was going to take a shot at Brett and name both of his quarterbacks, but I didn't, I did not. Because it's a Jared Goff. <laughs> Darren said it, but if I honestly did see, uh, you know, like older quarterbacks that aren't in the top 10, I'd be a little bit bummed. Yeah. Even if I had really good skill position players, if I just saw someone like Kirk Cousins and then nobody else, and I'd be like, Oh God, like, yeah, cool. I have a blah, 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 but it, it doesn't make up for the fact that I need to get good quarterbacks. Cause what Darren, like what if you had really weak quarterbacks and then you went up against Max right now, who has Dak and Kyler, you would be like, well, let's say you have like, you have Javante right now and CD and all these yeah. other great players, but you're still like, well, it's still going to be an uphill battle because he has Kyler and Dak and I just have Kirk. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even my quarterbacks, if you were like taking over an orphan team and you saw like, I had Deshaun Watson, who who the fuck knows. Um, I have Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> like this <laughs> year for now, you could kind of put enough bandages, but at any given moment, you could yeah. take on a lot of water. I could go from four quarterbacks to one in a season. <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side is you're being very humble because you also have three first-round picks in 2023, right? And that is right now heralded as one of the stronger classes. Yeah, and I just saw uh, a mock um, yesterday, I think, or this morning maybe, and they had four first-round quarterbacks going. So, you know, four first-round quarterbacks going. I should be able to swing one of them, I think. Just got to hope that they're good, though, because we saw last year there was five that went in the first round, and they all kind of look shitty. Uh, excuse me, Mac Jones is a pro bowler. Thank you. Matt, all right, Mac Jones is the best of And the he was... Uh, I believe one of my favorite quarterbacks as well. Just just putting it out there. I think, just put I still think like I think I wouldn't be shocked if Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence are the two good ones and the other three just suck. Dude, you know how much it hurts me that Justin Fields and like Chicago Bears want to ruin this kid's career. Oh like, yeah. They're, they're just like they already given up on him, and I love Justin Fields, and it yeah. just sucks because you know he's gonna try his hardest to ball, but the Chicago Bear. Did you see like they they put that weird contract for uh, Roquan Smith? He's like a two three time oh, All Pro yeah. second team, and they incentive or they put like de incentivizers, so they're like, oh, for instance, if you don't get a hundred tackles this season, then um, you know you're only gonna get blah blah blah, like, and yeah. this and they're saying how like this type of language hasn't been in anyone's contract and like decades like yeah what like why are they, like who are the chicago bears pay? they're paying no one they literally lost Allen robinson because they didn't want to pay him so like they're not paying anybody so why not pay your best defensive player i don't i don't really blame them for not wanting to pay him because 
Um, their team is so shitty right now, and he's a linebacker. No, um, I completely agree because that's not going to be a big like indicator for wins or losses. But like, it's such yeah. a bad message for the rest of the team being like, here's it, a guy. No matter exactly. how bad our team was, he balled so hard. He was the second team all pro, and like, that's hard it's, to do that- on a shit ass team. And to reward him, they're like, well. In a business sense, it doesn't make sense to reward how hard you've been playing. So you could fuck right yeah. off. I, what I'm saying is instead of that, instead of sending this insulting offer to the guy, just trade him. Like, just be like, just just don't make an offer at all and trade him. That's true. That's true. Because you kind of lose a little bit of leverage when Roquan's like, all right, fuck it. I don't want you guys anymore. And now exactly. they're like, oh, hold on. So no, no, that's, that's a good point. Because they could have, if they cared at all, like um, the Steelers, for example, they have kind of a surplus of wide receiver. They have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Pickens, and they got that other rookie from Memphis. I can't remember his name. Calvin Austin. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they kind of have a, like, a, like a surplus a little bit. So say you call up the Steelers and you say, hey, give us Devin Bush, who hasn't been like that great, um, still a talented player. Give us Devin Bush and Chase Claypool, and we'll give you um, Roquan Smith. And the Steelers, before this was leaked, they might have said, yeah, because Roquan Smith is a top five linebacker in the league, and he's young. Um, and they apparently. Dude, he's like a perfect Pittsburgh Steeler uh, linebacker, yeah. too. Like, and dynamic and do it all. They don't really like Chase Claypool. So I think they would be like, you know, and that would work for both teams. You get a replacement. For um, Roquan, for Chicago, you get Devin Bush and you get an upgrade on receiver. Sorry, so- dude. Didn't you hear that Chase Claypool is now a top three wide receiver? <laughs> That's what he said in an interview. So, sorry. I don't think you could get a, a top and, three uh, wide receiver for Roquan Smith. But What was that quarterback that said that he was going to be Tom Brady? And I don't remember his name. He played for the Browns. Uh, Deshaun. Deshaun. Kaiser. Yeah. No, the, uh, the brain of Tom Brady and the body of Cam Newton is what he yes. said. Yes, Deshaun Kaiser. Guy's a so joke. He, he must be on the same drugs that Deshaun Kaiser was on. That is <laughs> it's how I Claypool at first. Um, I actually listened to that podcast, the I Am Athlete podcast. Uh, free shout out for them. It's a great yeah. podcast. And yeah. um, dude, it was hilarious because he kind of doubled down over. He's like, no, dude, I'm like a I'm like a top five uh wide receiver. And then they're like, top five? He's like, yeah, dude, like 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 top three. And he like doubled down. And I was like, Chase, you had so many opportunities, mate. You yeah. might not even be a top three receiver on your own goddamn team, bud. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't, you know, I don't even, I don't even see how he could make that argument really. Like how, <laughs> how in his mind does he even think that? Like, I, I know that like you have to have like a high self-confidence and all that stuff to play in the NFL, but like he knows realistically, he's not actually top three. Like he knows that, like, what what about him? It makes him top three. He like, has he, more TikTok him. followers than all of them, I'm sure. So I mean, he's probably like that's that's the barometer I got to set this for. I mean, I guess he's a top three wide receiver on the Steelers. Like, that's accurate, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a top three in the league, bud. But no, maybe maybe he will end up on our top ten consensus wide receivers. But next episode, we're going to be covering running backs. Darren, are you excited to tackle that one? Um, yeah, I guess that one should be more interesting than the quarterbacks because that could have some more deviation between who we I think so. I think so. I'm interested to see how you rank specifically because I know you hate everyone over the age of 25 (laughs) and there are going to be some running backs like that are a little bit older that I'm interested to see how you rank 
just to spite their age. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't even have Derrick Henry in your top 10 at all to be like, yeah, dude, I don't even know who that guy is. I <laughs> he thought is he retired. He is. He is. Very true. Very true. So, um, now nah, really excited to continue the series, guys. There is our top 10 quarterbacks. If you guys have some of these quarterbacks, you guys should be excited. This is the unofficial all pro that this podcast gives out before the season starts. It's completely meaningless. But like Darren said, if you have one of these uh, players in this top 10, you're looking really, really good. So until next time, guys, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.